Hello, beautiful ladies. Welcome to another episode, episode 14 of Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagon Be Gone. Um, Adina called me and she said she wants to talk about time management. And I want to talk about time management too, but I want to just address, hopefully for the last time, <laughs> a few outstanding issues. Um, one lady called me and said, um, you know, she just finished a, a round with a personal organizer and her personal organizer wants her to be organized for the next 10 years. Well, I want you to be organized forever. <laughs> um, the goal of this program is to give you real solutions to organization. In my personal opinion, the way that you stay organized is to look at the end product. What is keeping you from maintaining your organization? The things that are keeping you from your organization, in my opinion, is waste. We don't think about how to handle new things that come into our house, much of which is waste. Papers from school, art projects, new clothes, um, which is not exactly waste, but we'll get to why it's waste in a minute. Um, I don't know, the backpacks on the floor, the shoes that the kids leave out, the dishes in the sink. These are all the end result of, of misorganization. And the thing is, is that when we consider what we're bringing into our home, we'll have an easier chance at maintaining our, or better chance of maintaining our organization. So for example, if you buy a new shirt, but you didn't really need a new shirt. Okay, you bought a new shirt. What are you gonna do with your old shirt? It's, you're gonna just add your new shirt to the closet without taking out something else, these small actions, while they sound small, actually add up to make a balagan. And this is not what I want So for you, and this is not what you want. So the point of having these discussions specifically about waste are so that we can think about when we bring something new into our home, what happens to the old thing that we had? When we bring in, let's say, a new set of real dishes, well, what happens to the set of old dishes? If you have five cups remaining from a set and it's not enough for your family and you went out and bought a set of 20 and it didn't match, what are you gonna do with those five glasses? Are you gonna keep them? Why would you keep them? Are they serving you? Now what's gonna happen is, is you're gonna say to me, I don't have enough room in my cupboards for my new glasses. So if you can't find the match to your old glasses, it's time to pass on the old glasses and say, thank you Hashem for the gift that we got for this new item and pass along the old one because there are plenty of people who would be very happy with five glasses. Um, so, so we're gonna talk about that more along our journey, not, not just today, but in general. What happens when we buy new things? But, but I wanna just back up for a minute and say, there, I got another call about Chad Pami, about disposable plates, and I really wanna stop talking about it. <laughs> uh, I personally don't use them anymore, uh, except for those two rare occasions that I told you about. Um, when I go to a party, if someone's using them, I use them because I use them. I mean, I could be more extreme and bring my own plate with me, True, I could do that, but I don't. I'm not there yet. That's a goal I'm working on. Um, you guys might never ever get to where I'm at, and that's okay, 
the point is, is this is my journey and you're on your journey. My point is, my job is to help you on your journey. I'm only saying uh, what I think is, um, what I think it should be a goal is to stop using Chad Pami. Now, I don't agree with Chad Pami, not only from the waste perspective, but also because I think that uh, Chad Pami is a money wasting money waster and a lot of my clients come to me and they're using Khad Pami but they're saying oh I can't really afford to pay you I I wonder if you go really honestly go through your receipts uh, from what you spent on Khad Pami and see how much it was especially if you had a large family I know I have a colleague here in Israel who told me she has a client with uh, 10 people in the family and and the wife was only using Khad Pami and only not using real dishes at all. She really honestly looked at her uh, receipts for a month and found that she spent around 1,500 shekels on Chad Pami. 1,500 shekels. Uh, that's like uh, $500 or something, right? I don't know. I'm bad at math. I'll check. Um, whatever it is, 1,500 shekels, that's a lot of money. Every month, I mean, uh, so 1500 I'm sorry, ladies, I'm really bad at math. At current rate is 3.6, that's $416. $416. That's more than enough to pay for one session with me. Wouldn't you rather have that? I mean, maybe you guys aren't spending that much. Maybe you're not buying the best quality. Maybe, I don't know, but even if it's $100 that you're spending, don't you think you could better spend that $100? Um, if you're washing dishes properly, you, you, you don't use $100 on water from washing the dishes. Um, if you, it just takes time. And honestly, I believe that we should invest our, in our children to help us. My children are, I told you, eight and 11. And I said to my 11-year-old son the other day, and he knew what I was gonna say before I even said it. He said, mommy, I know, Abba told me, a happy life is a happy wife. My kids help me. I have to yell at them. I have to annoy them, it's true. Hey, did you wash your dish this morning? But as soon as I say it to them, they do it. And I think that it gives them a sense of pride. You know, it's not just put your dish in the sink anymore. Now it's, you need to wash your dishes and they do. And it's a cereal bowl and it takes them literally less than a minute. And it saves me 10 minutes because by the time I've gathered everything and wiped the table down and then gone to the dishes, I, I spent 10 minutes doing that. So now they wipe the table down after themselves. They put their dish in the sink and wash it off. And it saves me a ton of time. I think the thing with if we're gonna use dishes is holding the other members of our family accountable for using them. Now, obviously, if your kid is two, fine, you can't hold them accountable. But a three-year-old can get on a chair and wash a dish. Uh, and, and one lady even called me and said her three-year-old does get on the chair and wash the dishes with her. So, Tove, there are things that we can do to minimize the time. And I actually find that when I'm doing like a large load of dishes, like after dinner Friday night, um, my kids help me and we're talking and it's part of Shabbos. Like, I don't have enough dishes to get me to Shabbos morning, so I actually need the dishes. But 
that's what we do. It's our family time. Even if we're just clearing the table, it's, this is part of our family time. It's not necessarily a chore. It's a chore, but it's our family chore and we're working together as a family. And I think that this is really the, the point of being organized is so that you, the point of being organized is to spend more time with your family. Um, so I hope that I've really addressed the Chad Pami. I'll tell you, honestly, one lady says to me, you know, Hashem gives us a lot of things for us to use and there are resources for us. Um, it's, it's baltashlit if we just throw it out and it wasn't used. It's not baltashlit if we threw it out after we used it. And while I understand the logic behind that theory, I think that there are a lot of things that Hashem has enabled us humans to create and, and there are a lot of things that we don't deem as appropriate for use. And therefore, it's not an acceptable statement to me to say, Hashem gave it to us, so therefore we should use it. To me, Hashem gives us lots of things that we don't find appropriate. So, you know, there are pigs in the world, but we don't eat them. You know, it's, I know you think that that's not the same, or you might think that it's not the same thing, but it is. Why else would Hashem create them if it's not for our use? Hashem created it, or Hashem made it be created to put into the world, but we can't use everything that Hashem gives us, or we shouldn't use everything that Hashem gives us, or we should use what Hashem gives us in moderation, at least. Maybe save the Chad Pami for a time when you really have a lot of company and you've had a really rough week. Maybe it's not for every day. Listen, this is where I'm at on my journey. I hope, it's my deepest hope that all of you get to this on your journey. I don't know if you will. I, all I'm trying to do is make a small difference in the world. And if that's, and that starts with you. This is part of my tafkid. My goal is to help you guys get organized so you guys can complete your tafkid. And that's really all that I want. Um, you don't have to agree with me. That's cool. Uh, you can call me up and tell me you don't agree with me. That's also cool. I'm cool with that. I just, I want it to be clear that I'm not telling anybody to be where I'm at. Everybody has to be where they need to be. What I want to do is I want to help you change your perspective. That's it. So I want to just switch gears. I'm going to get to time management in a few minutes. Um, I want to say there was a, a Miri who called me and said she got rid of a lot of stuff. Great job, Miri. Um, Esty told me she is on her journey to organization. Good job, Esty. I think Devora from England said um, she loves my completely new approach. It's from the roots, and and she does she doesn't know how far she'll get in her journey, but she's way more aware of how much trash she's throwing away. Um, she isn't sure where she. Um, another lady. I'm sorry. This is another lady said. She doesn't know if she can get to where I am. She wanted me to know, by the way, that H&M um, will give you a discount if you bring in old clothes to recycle. Um, and I know about H&M. Um, I'm not a big supporter of H&M because 
I believe that some of their business practices, well, I think that the recycling is a good business practice. I think that they have a lot of business practices that are really harmful to their workers. Um, they, I'm not sure if their workers are in sweatshops, but they're definitely not making, you know, good money to be sewing all day. The labor conditions are not always good. Um, and they're selling a lot of clothes uh, very quickly. And it's really, fast fashion is really, really a problem. If you guys are interested, we can have a whole session on fast fashion. Um, but yeah, if you, if you need a place to recycle, H&M will give you a discount and hooray for them for making that positive step. Um, but it's not my first choice because I do think that they also contribute to the problem. Um, Simi said she's not making any changes yet, but she's really enjoying my series. Um, hooray, Simi, I hope you make a change soon. Um, that's, that's it on the housekeeping, I think. Um, let's see. Devori told me she likes that we're speaking about the environment in a Jewish way. She doesn't use plastic and now she didn't use plastic for a long time and now she is starting to use it again and she feels a little bit guilty. Devori, please don't feel guilty. Everybody does what they need to do. Um, she asked me about a toy. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what it's called. I, I know what it is. It's, it's those little plastic beads that sit on, um, sit on like a a trivet with little pegs in it and you put the beads in and then you iron it. And she says, is this a, is this a good choice for a toy? Okay, so in my mind, it's plastic, so no. But, but, and this is a big but, and I will say my daughter has this toy. The point of toys is to keep our children occupied <laughs> and to help stimulate their creativity and help them with their motor skills to learn how to be by themselves. And so is it a great toy? Is it an ideal toy? No, but does it fulfill the purpose of a toy? Yes. And so this toy isn't gonna last forever. They're probably not gonna use all the beads. You could pass the beads on to somebody else. Um, I think that it's okay. We can't beat ourselves up about the little things that we have in our house. What we have to do is make a concerted effort to do better in the future. And that's all we can ever do with anything. Um, she also asked me about um, reusable shopping bags because she said she uses the shopping bags that she gets from the grocery store as uh, trash bags. And while this is really good, um, if you have a dog, a, a lot of dog owners say to me, you know, I use, I use the trash bags to pick up after the, the, I'm sorry, the shopping bags to pick up after a dog. Okay, so that's a valuable use. But what I'm saying is, is that most of the time these bags are not really in good condition when we get them home. And a lot of times they're not reusable. Um, and so it's better to focus on reducing our waste using a, um, a reusable bag and for the smaller amount of waste that we have, if like if you wanted to take one bag that you didn't use as a carrier bag to use for garbage, then 
Tov, do that. In so many places now, in Israel and England, in many states in America, they charge you for the bag. So, I mean, to me, I don't see the clear difference between actually just buying a package of bags and paying for a bag from the, from the checkout. So that's, you know, one thing to think about. Um, and she also said, this was, I was like really kind of happy about this trick. She said, um, her husband, it's funny, actually, it's funny, awesome, funny. Um, her husband would save like the leftover breadcrumbs that her, uh, challah crusts that her kids wouldn't eat like from Shabbos and put them in the freezer. And when the bag was full in the freezer, he would like bake them and he would um, make them into breadcrumbs. And I want to say kola kavod because that's like a major zero waste hack. That's awesome. Um, I think it's totally awesome actually. And I try to do things like that too so that we don't waste. I compost in my house. So most of my vegetable scraps are going um, right into my composter. Sometimes I make soup from them. Um, but actually now we just got some chickens, so hopefully they'll take care of most of our uh, food waste. They just can't eat chicken, <laughs> obviously, because that would be gross. Um, avocado and one other thing, I can't remember. I know. I'm a little bit crazy because we got chickens, but Baruch Hashem, we have a really nice yard. And um, I think it's a great project for my kids. They'll try to build, they're designing a chicken coop from found items. So that's, I think, totally awesome. Um, so yeah, so... That's where we're at uh, with everybody. I hope I reached everybody who left me a voicemail for this week. I want you guys to remember that I usually um, record these a week in advance. So if you didn't hear what, I, what you spoke to me about, you can leave me another message and um, I'll try to talk about it in our next class. Um, okay, let's talk about time management. Uh, Phew, I need to take a breath. Okay, I want you guys, I'm giving you a challenge, okay? I want you to take the next two days and I want you to track your time. I want you to track, just keep a journal for two days, that's it. If you can do it for a week, call a kavod. If you can't, just two days, even one day is better. I want you to write down when you wake up. I want you to you know, write down when you eat breakfast. I want to know how long it takes. I, I wanna know all these things. I want you to track your time for two days. Um, but I also want you to make a list of what you wanna have more time for. What do you feel like you wanna have time for but, but can't seem to find the time? I want, I, I want you to, to make clear goals for yourself because I think that the way to manage your time better is to understand what your goals are with your newfound time. Now, um, I also want you to do this with organization. I, uh, I don't want to lose track of the time management, but this is also a really good tool for you guys for organization. I want you to write down, you know, how you imagine your house to be. What do you see? Do you see a clean floor? Do you see nothing in your corners? All the time do you see no tchotchkes do you see no dirty dishes what do you see and so I want you to sort of combine the how what will you do with the extra time you have what do you want to use your extra time for and 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 how do you imagine your time to be organized um, 
And then I want you, after you, you track your time for the next two days, I want you to look at what your time was, how you, how you spent your time, and I want you to analyze your time. What did you do? Where did you waste time? Where could you be more efficient? What was the waste of time? So for example, was the waste of time in the supermarket because you didn't have a shopping list? Where if you would have just made a shopping list and stuck to your shopping list, the groceries would take less time. Is it that you get lost in the grocery store? That you just sort of lose track of time because you're looking at things or you're trying to pick things? What, what is the time sucker in your life? What's, what's pulling all of your time? And I just, um, in my mind, the, the way that we lose time, as one of my clients likes to say, she's like, I, I just lose the time. I don't know where it goes. Um, she has ADHD and it's really hard for her. She can't, she, she like, like I said, she loses time and I never really understood what that meant when she would say it to me. And I, as time went on, I understood how she could get lost in the time. The thing is, is let's say she, um, she lives in New York. She, I don't want to give away too many details. She um, takes a long time to sometimes get around in New York. Uh, she lives in one area. She goes to Muncie to get her shetel done. This is a huge time suck for her. Why are you going so far to get your shetel done? There must be someone in your neighborhood who could do a good job. Like, Let's look at the tasks at hand and see where we're losing time. The other thing I want to talk about in relationship to time management is what can we automate from our lives, okay? Can we make um, a two-week dinner menu and make a standing order with the local store or order online if you do that, if you feel comfortable with that? I personally order most of my groceries on, or I used to order my groceries online, but now I just have a steady shopping list. It hardly ever changes. I buy the same thing almost every single week. The only time I change it is um, in Israel. The seasons are really, really um, strong in terms of food. So like, you know, now it's May, you can't really buy strawberries anymore. So if I wanted to make a salad that had strawberries in it, I would have to, I sort of switch. So from May to like September, or I make one kind of salad and from, <laughs> September to like January, I make another kind of salad. From January until May, I make a third kind of salad. Like I, I divide my menu planning up into seasons and this way I sort of just buy the same things every week and I don't have to think too much about the food. I used to be like a really fancy cook on Chavez and I used to want to try new recipes all the time. Um, and I still like to try new recipes, but if we're talking about losing time, until we can get a better handle on our time, we have to learn to say no. No to the fancy recipes. No to making things that are out of our comfort zone for Shabbos or even for during the week. We need to automate our lives and make it as simple as possible until we can get ourselves on track. So here are some things that I'm recommending. 
and I want you to call me back, Adina, and tell me if this is addressing your problem because I want to talk about it more and I really, really want to get into it because I think it's a really valuable aspect of organization that a lot of times we don't think about as a problem of organization. Um, I want you to try to plan out a menu for dinner for two weeks. Figure out how much food you're going to need to buy every week or twice a week if, if you need to so that you're not running to the store for extra shopping in between. Um, I think that's a huge time suck when we, ha when we didn't just do one big shop and now we have to go again. Um, now I understand if you're buying produce, I mean even for any number of people, if you mostly have a, pro a, fresh, a diet of fresh produce, I understand that you're going to have to make two trips to the store a week. I, I totally get that. I make two trips to the store a week. I do a small trip um, like a, around Sunday or Monday and I do a big trip Thursday night. Um, that's personally what I do. Um, it works for me. Maybe Wednesday night works for you and you cook on Thursday and then you have Friday free. I don't know. Whatever. This is going to be totally individual. I'm just telling you this is a schedule that I have adapted that works for me. Usually, actually, on Monday, I usually send my husband on his way home from work to stop at the grocery store. And on Thursday night, I do a big um, grocery shop. One thing that has been a huge saver for me is I actually um, order my meat from this place in Sfat um, called Artsenu. If anybody in Israel is interested, they deliver all over Israel. Um, and I plan out my food all... I mean, I plan out my meat for like the next few weeks. So like, I mean, on, on Shavuot, we don't eat meat, we eat dairy. But um, like over Pesach, I planned like I need X number of chickens and X number of meat things for, for all these different meals. And I ordered accordingly. And so I usually order enough for like a month's worth of food. And um, that actually really helps me because... One thing I never have to think about is chicken. And a, a lot of times Thursday night, the butcher here runs out of chicken or it doesn't look so fresh or maybe they're going to put out the fresh ones Friday morning or I don't know. This is just one thing I've taken off my plate. Um, uh, Hannah, you know, sends me an email. Um, but if you don't have email, you can call her. Um, and I just email her back my order and it's really easy and um the meat is actually super, super tasty, and I feel totally awesome about it because um, Hannah's husband, Yoshua, he does the deliveries, and he's also the shochet, and so I feel totally comfortable. I've had discussions about how the animals are treated. To me, that makes me feel comfortable. Um, they have a really good hechsher, um, so everybody will eat it. Um, and that makes me feel really, you know, virtuous, even though <laughs> I don't know if that's misplaced virtue. But back to time management, ordering the food in advance really helps me. That's one thing I take off my plate. The fruit and vegetables I can't really order. I don't like to order um, because I like to pick it out myself. But because I'm making the same thing all the time, uh, because that's what's in season, um, it's easy for me to go shopping. Um, the truth is, is I have really been able to, because I'm conscientious about the food packaging that I buy, I've really been able to keep 
healthier meals in my house because I stay away from the inside of the grocery store. So like I'll still buy pasta and tomato sauce, for example. Um, but like in terms of, I actually do still buy cereal, but most of the time I can get the majority of what I need from the produce section and the bulk section. And I just bring my own bags and I fill them up with my own fruits and vegetables and I fill them up with beans and rice and my own bags with beans and rice and spices and like whatever else I need. And um, that actually saves me a lot of time. I, since I'm ordering my meat in advance, I'm skipping the time at the meat counter waiting for them to make my order. Um, I usually pick up a frozen salmon on Thursday night. We salmon, so I pick up a frozen salmon. I pick up some milk, I pick up some cereal. I pick up a bag of flour and sugar. And I pick up some vinegar, because like I told you last time, vinegar is a huge staple in my house. We use it for laundry. I use it to clean my vegetables. Um, it kills germs, so I just like fill up my sink with water, drop all of my vegetables in, put in like a cup of vinegar, and it kills all the bacteria. Um, so yeah, so time management. <laughs> um, those are things that save me time in the grocery store. But I know that a lot of ladies are getting sucked in from like other areas. They're distracted when they're cooking. Maybe their kids said something to them. The key for me has always been to slot out the time in my day. Now, I personally use a digital organizer. I use a Google Calendar. Um, I have a smartphone and I use it on my smartphone. What I love about it is that it sends me reminders. So like, for example, um, I'll just tell you something I'm working on. I'm actually um, making a course, uh, a 10 session course. Um, and so I schedule blocks of time to write for my course and to design my course. Um, if I'm doing another task, 10 minutes before or 30 minutes before, whatever time it is, I, I can set the reminders. It reminds me, oh, it's time to finish up your task now and get started to gear up to write. And um, I think that this is key. Planning out your day is really key. Even if you just dot it, jot it down in a, on a piece of paper, um, every day and hang it up on your wall, that's okay. If you get a whiteboard and write it down every day, that's okay. Um, I suggest, um, if you're not gonna use a, a Google Calendar, I suggest getting a whiteboard and hanging it in your kitchen. Mark off what a typical week looks like. So if uh, Shlomi has, uh, you know, soccer at 4.30 and, um, you know, Racheli has sewing at, at 3.30 on Tuesdays, Mark that off that it's a standard every week and um, I color code it. Everyone in my family has a different color on my calendar. So my daughter has sewing, sewing on Sundays and on, on uh, Wednesday she has art class. So those are two solids on my schedule and it repeats until June. Um, and she's in color pink and one boy has blue and one boy has green and each person has a different color and they mark, I mark off what their weekly schedule is so I know where everybody is. And then I put myself, I usually put myself in gray um, unless it's something I need to do out of the house and then I use it in yellow. Um, I mark in like what I need to get done. So if I know that I'm gonna first put in a load of laundry and then I'm gonna write and then I'm gonna pull the, uh, laundry out of the washer and put it in the dryer and then I'm gonna make dinner I'll write that 
even if it's a small menial task, like pull the laundry out of the, the, the washing machine and put it in the dryer, it's important to see each step along the way, along your day, because if you don't see each step, you'll forget. <laughs> I mean, I'm organized, but I forget things if I don't write it down. And so that's the, the key is even if you don't get it done in a day, um, that's okay. Just schedule it for tomorrow, but write it down. So you remember what you wanted to accomplish. If you, um, try to accomplish more than four hours worth of work a day, you will be disappointed because things always, something's going to take longer than you thought it would, or something will come up in the middle. So aim for about four hours worth of work. So if that means that you divide up your housekeeping tasks, I don't know how many ladies um, here work outside the home. Um, I would love to know if you do work outside of the home. Um, how you divide it up is going to depend on if you work and if you have help doing, uh, you know, cleaning and stuff like that. So um, actually, that's great. Tell me, please, please, please tell me if you're working outside of the home, just leave me a voicemail and say, hey, I work outside of the home or I don't work outside of the home. Um, if you work outside of the home, this is something important also for you. Um, when you're at your job, try not to schedule more than four hours of actual like um, productive time because you need time for the overlap. And I think that from what I've seen in my experience, um, by scheduling yourself with like a minimum, like scheduling only tasks that will take up to that time, you're actually doing yourself a favor because you won't, if you run over, you'll still have time and you'll still feel like you accomplished everything that you need to get done that day. Um, if you don't work outside of the home, the same thing applies. If you, if you have tasks that need to get done in your home, you know, the toilets, for example, slate one day for laundry, slate one day for bathrooms, slate one day for the kitchen, slate one day to do dusting. Um, this, this will really, or, or do it by room, for example, clean the living room, you know, Sunday morning, clean the kitchen Thursday night. Whatever you do, I don't, it doesn't, it, it's not really relevant what's comfortable for you. But the point is, is that if you can break up the tasks, it's going to be easier for you to manage the tasks. Um, another important part of time management is keeping a task list. Um, I'm going to change to saying task queue because it's easier than task list. Uh, so a task queue is just all the things that need to get done. A lot of times I make a task queue and I see, I don't always know what the next step is. So for example, if, if I have to, um, I don't know if I have to call, let's say the doctor, I'll call the doctor and sometimes I need to call the doctor from one of my kids, let's say. And sometimes it will sit on my list for a while and I'll be like, why didn't I call the doctor yet? It's such an easy thing. I can do it anytime. Um, and sometimes things aren't getting accomplished on my list because I'll say personally for me, um, my Hebrew is only so-so. It's actually not so bad, 
But on the phone, it's really, really hard for me to speak in Hebrew because I can't see the person and I really, I don't like it. And so that's something that gives me like a little bit of anxiety. So when I look at my list and I see like, oh, I need to call the doctor, I know what's holding me back from doing the item, uh, from, from, from completing the task. Um, it, it's that, you know, I, I don't know the words to say to the doctor. So in my task list, in my task queue, I will put, um, look up how to say, you know, um, that so-and-so has uh, a rash. Like maybe I don't know how to say a rash. I, I don't know, whatever it is. That, that, you have to figure out when you're looking at your tasks why the task isn't being completed. So if you have on your list, I'll tell you something that's on my list right now. Um, something that's on my list right now is that I have two um, old pillows on my sofa that I really need to support, my, to support like people sitting on the sofa. And the corners are ripped because they're pretty old. And um, I've been looking for new pillow covers. And I looked at a few stores, and the thing is, is that I haven't really been able to find anything that I like. And so this is going to sit on my list until I know the perfect place to look or until I find something I like. And I just can't find the perfect place that I like. And for a while, the reason why it was sitting on my list for so long is because I didn't know what size the pillows were. So until I took the pillow covers off and checked the tags on the inserts to see that they were 24 by 24, <laughs> it was like, it was holding me back. I didn't know what size to buy. Now they're sitting there because I can't find anything I like, but that's a totally different issue. Every day I go online and I look at one different site and I try to find someplace that I like. But the point is, is that that was holding me back. I didn't know what size to buy. So, Think about what's holding you back. And I think that that is, is huge. So, so to recap, because I want to wrap up for today. Um, I want you guys, you ladies, to please, 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 please track your time for two days if you can. And if you can do it for a week, that's even better. I want you to write down what your goals are for the free time. And I want you to write down what your goals are for... Um, organization in general. And then I want you to make a task queue where you write down all the things that need to get done in your house. Now, if there are things that are, um, that need to get done in your house that are, um, I'm sorry, regular tasks, like clean the bathroom, clean the kitchen. Um, then what I want you to do is not add those things to the list. What I want you to do in that case is I want you to make a week long calendar and I want you to um, slate out when you do those tasks. And I want you to put on the week-long calendar any standing appointments that your children have or any standing appointments that you have. For example, every Tuesday morning I get acupuncture. And so like that's on my calendar. That's what I do every Tuesday morning. Like, Dafka, like it's there. It doesn't change. I have a standing appointment. So schedule those things out in your week. Um, what I can actually do is I can actually put a download on the um, Balagan Be Gone forward slash AK page um, if you ladies are interested with a weekly um, planner that you can download. 
um, and print out and you can print as many of them as you like if you want to have something if you don't use an electronic calendar um, or you can email me directly at Rebecca R-E-B-E-K-A-H at Balagan B-G-A-N B-A-L-A-G-A-N B-E-G-O-N-E dot com and I can email you that list directly um, the the not the list the um, I'm sorry the weekly planner directly and I, I want you guys to start there and and then I want you to leave me feedback I want to know where your hang-ups are with your time I want to know what's holding you back on your task list and I want to know where you're procrastinating when you're procrastinating, again, look at why you're procrastinating. Are you procrastinating because you don't know how to complete the task? Are you procrastinating because you're just too tired to get to something? Let's figure out the source of the problem and then we can really fix the problem. Time management is not an elusive skill, but it's a hard skill to conquer if you're not really looking for where the solutions are. Um, I think one thing you'll find about me is, well, this is one thing I think about myself, I hope that you find this about me, is that I'm a solutions-oriented kind of person. I never ever want my kids to say to me, you know, mommy, I have this problem, <laughs> or, or mommy, this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And I say, okay, this is a problem, I see that. Let's look for the solution. And we discuss the solutions, because when we are focusing on the problem, it's impossible to find the solution. So when we have a problem, and this is true in any aspect, not just with organization um, or time management, when we have a problem, instead of saying, okay, I have a problem with this, say, I'm having trouble finding the solution to this. So it becomes a shift in your mindset and it's a lot easier to conquer the issue the challenge when you say, okay, I'm looking for the solution. So what's holding you back from, you know, getting dinner ready on time? Okay, well, maybe it's because I didn't really plan what I was doing and I don't have all the ingredients I need to make and now I just feel like, blah, and I can't, <laughs> I can't figure out what to do anymore and so I'll just order a pizza. Okay, that's a, that's a solution, I'll just order a pizza, but is that's not a healthy solution. Like we don't want to just order a pizza. It's expensive solution. Um, so we want to, to, to say, okay, in order to avoid just getting a pizza, I know that I need to schedule menu planning session, make a menu for a week and write down all the things I need to buy so that I have all the ingredients in the house and that I'm never struggling at the last minute. The other thing about making a menu plan is I think that you will find that it will save you money because you won't be buying things at the grocery store that you really don't need. A lot of times we get sucked into the sale, um, but I think that the menu planning can really, really help with that. Um, so let me know how it goes. Keep me posted. Send me voicemails. Leave me voicemails. I, I want to hear from you. I want to know I'm not talking into the abyss. I love comments, good, bad, ugly. I love them. So bring them on, ladies. Um, but, but really, I really want to know time management problems so that we can look for solutions. And I want to hear how what I spoke about today um, has, has 
you know, affected you. I want to know if it was helpful. I want to know, um, I want to know what your lists say. I want to know what your task queue says, and I want to know what your your goals are for your free time, and I want to know what your um, what your traps are. Where's where your time sucks? Where are you getting lost? So um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I always look forward to speaking to you guys, ladies. Um, you know how to reach me besides for voicemail if you want to reach me. Um, and I'm here to answer your questions. I want to wish you um, happy organized week. I want to wish you hatzlacha. Uh, I want to remind you to say to yourself, Hashem keeps me organized. Um, and I want to hear from you. So I'm looking forward to hearing from all of you. Have a great, wonderful day.